Okay, welcome to the latest Match Chats on Leadership. Matt Childers, Executive Director of Allen Lyman Leadership, visiting today with Angie Clark. Angie Clark was an executive in the banking world here in Lima, Ohio, for 31 years, spent uh, the last 11 at Fifth Third Bank, and we welcome Angie. Angie, welcome. Thank you, Matt. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to be with you. Um, tell me a little bit about your early years. Well, Matt, um, you know, growing up, uh, it was a little bit different for me. My parents, uh, we came from Germany, and I was two years old. We came over on the boat and, and uh, landed in Lima, Ohio. So um, I'm fortunate enough to have lived in this community my entire life, basically. But uh, when I was growing up, my parents worked very hard, couldn't speak any English, um, had to make their way into the world, and uh, said, after you graduate from high school, it's time to get a job. Mm. There was no college. Yeah. And uh, I fortunately had uh, an opportunity to meet the McDonald family and started with the Metropolitan Bank. Yeah. And what a great experience that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how does one come from Germany and land in Lima of all places? Well, that's a great question and I'm asked that quite a bit. Mm. My dad's oldest sister married an American soldier over in Berlin, Germany. Mm. He was from Spencerville. Mm. And uh, he had written back to my dad. My dad had written her and she said, uh, we miss you, why don't you come to America? Um, she came first, of course, with her husband to Spencerville. And then we followed a few years later um, with another sister of my dad's and, and that's how we ended up in Lima. Yeah, so you didn't know of anything else but Lima, Ohio at the time because you were two years old. But how was that for your parents, not speaking the, the language and uh, coming into a community such as Lima? You know, my parents have always said that this community was so supportive of them. Um, my father uh, worked hard and, and had an opportunity to work for the Quatmans at United Telephone Company. Mm. Um, the Quatmans enjoyed foreigners and, and were very helpful. Uh, my father retired from Sprint as an executive. Mm. I was always proud of that for him. And my mother was the first French fry girl at McDonald's on Allentown Road. I remember it well. Yes, and uh, so we just um, had a great opportunity here in this community, and that's why I am so strong, I feel so strongly about giving back to this community. Yeah. Gave our, our family a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, that's so nice. Um, so did you have an idea post high school what you wanted to do? No idea. Mm. Um, when I was in when high school, I actually thought probably the best I could do was be a secretary. Mm. And, and you know, I always felt a little bit as an underdog because my parents couldn't help us um, because they couldn't speak English. Yeah. So going through school, I felt a little bit of an underdog, mm -hmm. but you know, Matt, again, um, in this community, we're so blessed because we had so many people that are so kind and helpful. I had so many great mentors, mm. um, and I needed to find a job and walked into the Metropolitan ba Bank and asked for a job, and they gave me one. Wow. Yeah, isn't that something? So um, what were some of those early mentors like for you uh, growing up in the banking world? You know, it was it was great. Um, I had a lot of great bosses, and and fortunately uh, for me, I think was a good thing. Um, there was a lot of turnover, so mm -hmm. I had a number of bosses, and 
and I would really just listen. I would watch their behaviors. I would listen. The ones who were really good, I, I was like a little sponge. I wanted to learn from them. Mm. So I just picked up every tip I could in a positive way and, and made those things work for me. Yeah, and so then talk about your progression at the bank. You said you thought the most you could do would be a secretary. What was the ladder like? Um, you know, I watched my parents move up in their professions. Mm. And they had a lot to deal with. You know, they had three small children and uh, very little money. And and I watched them struggle, but yet fight for everything they had. Mm. And I think my father taught me how to position myself. My father was always walk the walk and talk the talk. And that was something that I I really took on. I would I would do my very best and and trying to. Uh, learn as much as I could in the banking business. And I progressed, Matt. I, I started as a teller. You moved into the to the upper level at the Metropolitan Bank, which was the private banking. Mm. Uh, became a secretary. Um, you know, it was interesting when I was a teller, my parents were so proud of me. Mm. And they said, I told them I was going to be moving downtown to the Metropolitan Bank. I was out where the American Mall was. I remember it. Um, and my mom was so scared. She said, oh, that's such a good job. You shouldn't leave that job. Mm. Um, you know, so, yeah. but I kept, I kept uh, seeing a future um, in the banking business. I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the customers and uh, moved, you know, to different positions, then got into lending, um, moved into private banking, ended up opening a, a facility in Finley, Ohio, a private banking in mm. Finley when Bank One bought the Met Bank. Yeah. Um, so I, I became a manager, started supervising people, loved every minute of it, had just yeah. great people, and just continued to, to climb the ladder. Yeah, that's say. really good. What advice would you give, based on what your experiences were, what advice would you give to young people today who want to go from college to a couple years in the job to the vice president and to the president of the of the company. What would you give advice in terms of that pathway that you had and your experiences for people today that seem to maybe get a little frustrated if they don't move up the ladder really quickly? Well, I think, you know, the difference today is I think young people have very little patience. Mm -hmm. I do think you have to have some patience. Um, I do think you need to find some mentors, some people that you really respect and watch what they're doing. And I think the biggest thing, Matt, is listen. You know, not so much talking, but listening. Mm. And I just think those key things um, drive, you know, looking at what your goal is. You know, what do you want to accomplish? Yeah. And I think that's that's the key. You know, right. where do you want to go? And you need to be patient and be kind and be respectful and listen. Hmm. Yeah, very, very well said. So I saw in the paper yesterday that uh, one of the hidden figures of the NASA uh, project uh, in the space program, she passed away. And uh, it was it was not uh, common for women to be in the math and sciences, and yet the movie that uh, Kevin Costner is in uh, with these uh, ladies uh, who did this tremendous job with uh, our space program. 
you could see the struggles and what that was like for women uh, back in those days. What was it like for you coming up as a woman? Well, you know, I think I had it fairly easy um, from the standpoint as, again, I had good mentors. And I think people understood that I wanted to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And I showed, um, you know, Matt, when, when I graduated from high school, college was not an option for my family. So when I started at the bank a few years into that in the Met Bank, you know, the McDonald family was so great about if you have an interest in business, we will pay for your education. Mm. And so I worked my way through college, um, took me 10 years to get a, a bachelor's degree. Wow. Um, but I went to school every night and that was the non-traditional route. There was none of this, uh, you know, like today they have the program. Yeah. Um, but right. I had to go to school every single night after work to wow. earn that degree, which took me 10, 10 years. And I think um, they, the Met Bank was just a great place to work. Mm. Yeah. They were very respectful of women. Um, I did see the story of, of that woman mm -hmm. that passed away, and, and that's an incredible uh, story. She, yeah. she was an incredible woman and, and had to face some obstacles, obviously. But um, I've been very blessed in this community. Yeah. People have been very good to my family, very good to me. And you know I've just tried to do my very best in being a good leader, a good example for, for younger women. Sure. Um, I just really enjoy this community and, and blessed to live here. Yeah, yeah, well said. Um, all right, so in terms of leadership, when you moved into that those positions um, at the banks, um, tell me about uh, some of the lessons that you learned along the way uh, regarding leadership. Well, I think, you know, as far as uh, leadership in, in my role, um, I've always got good people. You know, I always knew that I could uh, teach someone about the products and banking, but I knew I couldn't teach them how to be a good person. Mm -hmm. And so I always tried to hire someone that I felt was honest, confidential, hardworking, and kind. Mm -hmm. And the rest I could teach them. Yeah. So I think personality is such a key factor, and I learned, you know, to... To really look for good people to surround myself with. Yeah, that's so well said because that's, uh, you're right, um, in some certain instances there's a lot of times where you need, you know, the, the skill set or the intellect because of the product, but when you're talking about dealing with people, then it comes down to people versus people. Is that, did, did that change over the years where you were working for the Metropolitan Bank and then Fifth Third? Did you see that change in the banking world where uh, as banks get bigger uh, that, uh, that banks were uh, not having that same level of customer service and how did you then try and stay on that line and keep that customer service ready? Well, that's funny that you should say that because it, it did get a little more difficult. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the first probably 20 years in the business, it was all about the customer. It got a little different um, the last 10 years. It became a little more complicated. And, and some of that is because of regulations mm. and certain things that, that banks had to adhere to. Um, so what became difficult for me is because I, I grew up in the private banking world and I knew my customers. And 
there came a point where I couldn't do something for a customer just because of regulation or you know this T wasn't you know crossed or the I wasn't dotted yeah that became somewhat frustrating to me mm. and and you know my my role as a banker was to take care of customers and good service so yes it did change yeah. um, towards towards the end of, of my career but I think for the most part um, financial institutions have it you know a little more difficult with regulations but I would certainly hope that um, there is still some of that left sure today I think people do care about people businesses do care about people mm. um, it's just definitely different you know Matt back in the day um, the Met Bank the lenders used to do a handshake with somebody mm. you know yeah that makes me sound old really days. old <laughs> yeah it makes me sound really old but but truly that that was yeah, you that, know, how we did business. Right, so, right. Boy, times have changed yeah. a little bit, haven't they? <laughs> yes, they have. Uh, when you think about your teams and the teams that you led, how important was goal setting uh, to have some accountability for your teams that you could share that feedback uh, w- with your uh, with your colleagues? Well, you know, I would say that my my motto, right or wrong, was always it's the quality of work not necessarily the quantity. Um, I didn't need somebody to put in 40 hours a week if their quality was not good. Mm. So I was always about quality over quantity. And I felt that if I respected um, an employee and showed them that I trusted them and and knew they were good um, at what they were doing, they worked harder for me. Yeah. Um, I, I just absolutely loved being a supervisor and not everybody can say that Mm. I I was very fortunate with the people that worked for me I had very good people and I loved motivating I loved um, working with them helping them grow I never stood in anyone's way if they wanted to move on from me Mm. I always tried to help somebody move on yeah Um, just really really enjoyed that part of my job yeah so you went from the Metropolitan Bank then to Fifth Third for 11 years. What was that experience like? Well, you know, the Met Bank was bought by Bank One, um, who eventually became J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, so I worked all together with that first group for 20 years. So 20 years is a long time to be somewhere. Um, I had a nice opportunity with Dan Sadler mm-hmm. at Fifth Third Bank. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to start a new private banking here in Lima, and they had not had one um, or much success with one at, at Fifth Third. And it was difficult um, to leave, you know, the, the prior bank. Yeah. It was difficult to leave friends and colleagues, but I knew it was a great opportunity and an opportunity where the community could benefit from two good private banking mm. facilities in this community. Yeah. Um, bank One had a great private banking running, and starting a new one was a lot of fun. Um, it was a great, a great time in my career, and and uh, you know I've always been blessed with good customers that followed me, mm. and and I really, yeah. I just really enjoyed my work. What what did what did you learn from Dan? Well, Dan was. Um, uh, Dan was a little more aggressive than probably um, my prior hmm. my prior um, employee employers managers. Um, Dan was let's go get it. 
Mm. You know, we're, we're going to have to get past the hurt feelings and let's just go get it. Yeah. Um, you know, Dan was the, the star, I, I believe, at LCC, the and then basketball yeah, player, then at Dayton. and then at Dayton. Yeah. Um, Dan was very motivated. Mm. He was going that to make That probably this came from some of that athletic absolutely uh, and prowess of his you know that was again another person I looked up to and and I felt was a mentor and took me to a different level Mm. um helped you know shape me again you know so I I just encourage any young people to look for leaders and to recognize the leaders that are that are in front of them yeah he he had a really good run at fifth third his yeah. His mother and my mother were the best of friends. Oh, yeah. And so I was able to follow Dayton basketball as a young boy growing up. Yeah. And uh, so he was one of my boyhood, you know, idols yeah. uh, because he played in the final four against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the time, Lou Alcindor. And so, oh, wow. so yeah, so that was, yeah. uh, that, that's, yeah, that, was that's good guy. memories. Yeah. yeah, he was a great guy. Okay, so uh, what would you say, uh, you went 31 years uh, what would you say um, in those last years then you said, okay, I'm going to take a step back here. What was the reason for that? Well, uh, my husband Barry and I, we were late bloomers, so we had a daughter who at the time was about 13, 12 hmm. or 13. And you know, Matt, one of my greatest accomplishments has been our daughter. Hmm. Um, I had always wanted to be a mom. And, you know, when I was young, I always envisioned myself with a a child on my hip and a briefcase in my hand because I wanted to be um, that working woman um, who is also a mom. And I had just realized that my husband and I were working so many hours that I was missing it. That's all I ever wanted to be was a mother. Right. And I was missing it. She was going to be 13, and I thought, oh, my land. You know, she'll be going off to college soon and I'll have missed yeah. all the fun. And I remember when at a certain age she looked at me and said, do I really have to go to daycare during the summer? Mm. And I said, oh. So fortunately, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough I was able to step back yeah. and spend these last, which she is a senior now graduating <laughs> here. Congrats, yeah. yeah. And, That's great. And I was able to spend the last six years really involved Mm. with our daughter and we that is something I will never regret she is a fantastic girl yeah and I'm just so blessed to have to have been able to raise her yeah so. uh, that's a great perspective uh, you mentioned your husband um, he's had an incredible run in his business lifetime on yes. uh, his professional career what, what have you learned from him well I'll tell you this is it's funny that you should mention this I tell everyone that I ever talk to that I admire him as a leader more mm. than anybody I've ever, ever met. Oh. And it's funny, um, and he is my husband, but mm. it's funny, there are many times um, in the last 20 plus years that I'll look back, I'll be in a meeting, and it's maybe a bit controversial, and I'll sit there for a second and say, what would Barry say right now? Yeah. Um, my husband is a great leader, he is a great person, and I look up to him so much um, so that it takes yeah. me to what would Barry say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Oh, that's well said. That's well said. So your daughter, uh, graduating from high school, yes. what advice would you give to young people today who are more a little bit further advanced? They're, they're graduating from college or they're graduating from high school and they're going into the work world. Uh, what advice would you give to young people today? 
the advice I'd probably give Matt is, is work hard. Um, nothing comes easy, and I learned that from my parents. Nothing comes easy. You have to work hard. You have to pay attention. You have to put the time in. Don't expect things right away. Um, you can build yourself up. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a lot of times I feel, this is a personal opinion, kids come out of college and they expect to be making a certain amount and expect, right. you know, four weeks vacation and, and the world. And, yeah. and really, just be patient. Yeah. You know, people recognize talent, people recognize good people. Um, make yourself a good person mm. and people will recognize you. Yeah. Um, you will move up quickly. If you are hardworking, dedicated, honest, you will, you will make it. Mm. Yeah, well said. Uh, all right, so uh, you talked about the community earlier. You've been involved in uh, so many um, charitable uh, groups and organizations. What was important about giving back to your community? Well, I think as I started, Matt, you know, the community gave to my family. Mm. You know, one of my earliest memories is, is my, my aunt said that uh, when we first came uh, to Lima that the United Way helped them mm. a little bit. They didn't have a lot of money. Uh, they didn't have a lot. You know, my parents were 26 and 27 years old with 50 bucks in their wallet and two suitcases when they came to Lima. Yeah. And a lot of people helped them in this community. Mm. So I feel that it's my, my job to give back. I'm, I'm very happy to give back to this community. And um, this is home. Yeah. Uh, I have no intention of ever leaving here. Mm. Great place to raise a family. Yeah. Uh, it's been wonderful. My husband loves it. And Lima is our home. And we will continue to work hard to make it a better community, a stronger community. And... I'll do everything I can to help people yeah. in this community. Yeah. Uh, what's next for Angie Clark? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think um, one of the things I have learned, Matt, is as we grow older, um, we try to figure out what the next chapter is. Mm -hmm. um, while my daughter is going to college, which actually she's going to UD, <laughs> mm. since we talked about Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things is I'm, I'm super happy for her because I wasn't able to do a traditional college like she's able to do. Right. And so while I may be sad that she's leaving, I'm extremely happy for her. And I, I take this as a new chapter for Angie Clark. Mm. Um, I think next, you know, next year things are gonna look a little different for me. I'm going to, to really assess what is it that I can offer this community? What yeah. can I do? Yeah, you're, well, you're very, uh, you're, you'll be in demand, uh, as they say. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Uh, forgive me. Did you go through the all program? I did. Yeah. I and, was in the second all class. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so yeah. early. So like 1990? Yeah, whatever 1990, one, I think it was 89, I went, and then we just had yeah, our 30th year anniversary. Yeah, I went so. through the second all class, loved every minute of yeah, it. Yeah, what was that yeah. experience like, and who, who was uh, running the program at that time? Uh, Reapinoff. Mm, yeah, Bob Reapinoff. Bob Reapinoff was yeah. running it, and you know I was fairly young um, mm. at that point, but what a great experience even then. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just the connections, the people. Um, I was very driven uh, to become the next president of the bank, so I was yeah. very driven. Yeah. And it really helped me open. It opened a lot of doors. 
um, taught me a lot of good things, learned a lot about the community, about the companies. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed the program. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, so when, when you think um, about Lima, Ohio in general, and we'll finish up on this, um, you've had a lot of positive things to say about your experience here. Um, what would you then say to the community at large about our community? I think, I think we're just a very lucky community. Mm. You know, I spent 30 years working downtown mm. and, you know, visited the QP every day for a cup of coffee for yeah. nearly 30 years. A <laughs> couple steps away, and right? And honestly met people that I would have never met. Mm. Good people, yeah. uh, kind people, people in need. Um, you know, the QP, um, that, that, helped me realize you know working in private banking which right. I was dealing with affluent clients sure and then you know doing some some things coffee um, downtown for 30 years um, good people yeah you know some people down on their luck some people needing a little help mm. um, but I I know we have have some work to do in the community but um, I love this community. Yeah. I think it's a good community. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the last question is, is in terms of leadership, uh, um, what would you say to the leaders currently and the future leaders of Lima, what would you like them to continue to do? I think continue to move in a positive direction. Mm. Um, I am, there are so many great leaders in this community. Um, as you know, Matt, back back in the day, I feel there were a lot more leaders. Mm -hmm. And I think the people that are stepping up to take leadership roles in the community to try to make a change and a difference, God bless them. Yeah, It's not easy. Right. Um, but I would, would say these people are just trying to do the right thing and we need to support them. Yeah. No matter what... Um, the road lead you know where the road leads us yeah I think anybody that's willing to take a stance and, and help in this community should be supported yeah very well said Angie Clark uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the uh, latest on leadership podcast and uh, we'll see you in the Lima news here in the near future thanks Matt thank you very much